This is a Think Live Be production. He's old. 94. 94. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a nice guy, though. Yeah. So I don't know how that ended up derailing my day because I should have that pretty mastered by now, but it did. What are you drinking? <laughs> what is that? Wait, are you is recording it? yet? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm recording. Oh, okay. That's the second podcast that that statement's going to be in, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I'm drinking a protein shake. What's in it? Chocolate. Protein mix, excuse me, um, blueberries, spinach, and almond butter. Mm. Quite mm-hmm. the color choice you got there. It's, I know, it looks, it's just it looks gross. It kind of looks like a chocolate shake. Yeah, or it does. Yeah. It's not too bad. I mean, what's bad about it is that it's 4.30 as we're talking, and this is my lunch because I forgot to eat lunch. So if I don't get a coffee or a fun drink, I've got to get some protein in me. So on that note, can we talk about time blocks and accountability? <laughs> well, I know maybe we should we should kind of derail our normal conversation about for sale by owners and talk about time management because I think adding for sale by owners just made time management even harder. <laughs> yeah, because you're adding in a new activity that you have to focus in on and actually execute in order to get a return from. Otherwise, yes. otherwise you don't do anything all week. Yeah. And you've got, like we've talked about before, you've got to do it consistently. And yet I haven't really quite figured out how to fit it in. So yeah, what what does derail our day? Like what, what have we done so far today? How did you stay on track or not stay on track? What, what got in your way? The voices in my head. <laughs> this is an interesting one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> myself myself did you Maybe. get did you get any fizzbos done we'll come back to that <laughs> should we start over no we're not starting over I'm not. <laughs> i feel like this is a usual if, conversation if between ever, kayla and Catherine. If, if we ever make any shirts it'll be can we start over or <laughs> have you started recording that'll be Well, welcome to Seeking the Best. (laughs) This is our podcast where we try to seek out the best in ourselves and we try to overcome our personal hurdles as realtors and real estate agents. Uh, I'm Catherine Stelgis and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla, and then our sound engineer, Patrick. Hello. And Hi. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so this season we were tackling FISBOs. I think we do need to just take a sidestep though and really talk about time management because the last week for me has not gone as planned. But I say, but I have good intentions. I have all the right tools and resources that I think are working for me this year. I just have to stick to them. So maybe we can dissect into some of the tools that I've tried that have worked, some that haven't, and what we're doing to keep on task. Okay. Yeah. Well, So for me, it all starts with, you know, what's going to go on my calendar that starts from what are our goals for the year. And so I use the GPS or the 135 tool that you can download from the one thing, which is also a very good podcast. What is that? I know what the one thing is. I know it's a book, Um, but I don't know. What do you call it? A 135? Yeah. So, well, it's. 
it's also called the GPS, which stands for goals, priorities, and strategies. So you have one big goal, three priorities, and then five strategies for each priority. And so by doing that, and you can do it for really anything, but if we look at it for like the bigger picture for what's our goal for this year, for this year, we're trying to sell a hundred units. So how are we going to sell a hundred units? And then we break it down to three priorities that will get us there. And then five strategies for each priority. Okay. That makes sense. Following yeah. One? <laughs> yep. It makes sense. Uh, so we have that all mapped out. I feel really good about that. And then those strategies then have to become part of the, the annual weekly and daily goals that we have. So then we have the 411 tool for that. <laughs> A 411 tool? Yeah. So what's that? You know, I know what that is. Yeah, you know. I don't, though. Pat doesn't. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't know, the 411 is, it it really does. It breaks down your annual goals, whether they be personal or business, uh, into what, if I was going to sell 100 units, what do I need to do every month? And then what do I need to do every week in order to to hit that goal? So you're kind of working backwards. And where did you come across that? Or forwards. You're working towards the the future goal, right? Um, That's that's a a KW tool that was provided to us through coaching. Yeah, you can download that on the one thing too. So um, I I think it's the one number one number one thing thing dot com. We're advertising for them now, but honestly, it's a great podcast. It's all about (laughs) it's all about um, productivity and how to accomplish whatever that one thing is. So for us. In real estate, oftentimes the one thing is lead generating because we don't have a business if we are not lead generating, which is why we added for sale by owners this year because that's a lead generation source that we hadn't really tackled before. So we thought, well, let's figure out how to do that at a really high level and seek the best mm-hmm. in FISBOs. So we've got the we've got our one three five, we've got our four one ones, and Kayla and I do four one ones for personal stuff too. So like for me, I've got some uh, accountability around losing weight, healthy, you know, eating, that kind of stuff, which my personal trainer would not be happy that I was just now eating at 4.30. <laughs> I was just talking to her about uh, about losing weight today and she was, she was talking to me about food and what did I eat today and am I getting the right calories and all that stuff. And so hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> um. But each week, we in our team meeting, actually, we go over our 411 and see if we have accomplished the things that we set out to accomplish the week before. And usually, Kayla, usually we do a pretty good job. Yeah, there are a couple personal items that I think that we let drag a little bit here and there. But we always try to keep a focus on our business and our job goals that we set out. Yeah. So being able to mark through that and say, okay, and then that's the accountability part is meeting and as a team going over it and saying, did you do this or did you not? If we didn't, you know, what got in the way and then how can we do better the next time? And so that's really helpful. What I find most helpful with the four and one though, is if you can just get really hyper-focused on just a few things in each category then you're not overwhelming yourself because again, once whatever you put in that 411 week, that's what goes into your calendar. So if you've got all of these things that need to get done, is it really a to-do list or is it your priorities for the week? There's yeah. a difference. That can be the downfalls when you want to achieve so many things. Oh, I forgot where my train of thought was going. 
<laughs> that happens a lot. Pat has the leisure of not having to keep Danny's schedule. And <laughs> <laughs> make sure I get my stuff done when it needs to be done. Yeah. No, I, I joke. He's he's always, uh, he's keeping me on task most of the time. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> a really good thing about the four-on-one, it, it just gets you to get out what your goals are too and what you want to achieve for that week. Yeah, it forces you to to plan and and say truly what are the priorities because I think it only gives you like a few lines to write on um, the the at least the one from the one thing website it just gives you a few lines so what are your priorities if you put three or four things down like you you should be able to accomplish that in a week so from there you've got your goals and strategies for the year you've got them outlined and you know here's what i'm going to do this month to do this week and all that stuff and then we have the accountability of meeting every week and talking about it and then kayla is opening up some kind of package she's getting pens i have a 36 count pen case here all sorts of colors i'm just getting pens ready to write note part of the fun part of planning yeah for those none of you know this but Catherine has a whole stack of notebooks that look like they're out of the movie seven with tiny little chicken scratch on every page front and back and equations (laughs) filled color coded and i asked her the other day she was reading a book and she had uh it's all highlighted like 80 percent of it has highlights through it and every other page is dog-eared and now she has a system of folding how far over she folds the page as a dog ear as in importance so it's like uh trying she definitely does the job in organizing and 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 everything i just don't know um when we come into the what we're talking about adding something to an already filled week how you can manage the time correctly to get everything done because it seems like you've got everything like you know exactly what you need to do but when it gets put on the calendar like well, so here's why, because in real estate, you can have a perfectly designed ideal schedule and today someone calls up or you call someone and they agree to like, oh, they're ready to list their home or they want to meet for an appointment and you drop everything you're doing and you say, sure, whenever. <laughs> and then you immediately, you know, get rid of whatever your top priority was so you can go do that. And I mean, granted, if it's like a listing appointment, I mean, we need listings to sell houses, right? So there are certain things that are really important, but it's a matter of, well, there's there's one thing that I think has worked pretty well for me over the years is the whole erase replace method um, where, you know, so if I'm going to set a listing appointment during a time that I had something else scheduled for myself that I have to replace that time somewhere else. Oh, so you can't take it off your calendar unless right. you put it somewhere else immediately. Right. That's... Smart. Yeah, it's. I think if you can actually do that, that's one of the best things you can do. So if you're going to accept an appointment in a time slot that already had something in it, where is that going to go? You've got to put it somewhere else, whether it's Saturday, Sunday evening. I've also noticed that sometimes um, you won't have your calendar with you when something gets booked and then it becomes double booked. So remembering to not freak out or not, that's not the right word, but remember, remembering that before you commit to something that you check your calendar first and make sure that you don't 
do that. Well, yeah. Like, look at your calendar before you schedule something. It sounds silly but and it, obvious, but... But it's sometimes before. I think you get excited when somebody wants to meet with sure, you. Sure, it's a lead. It's a lead. It's a lead. Oh, you want to do this? Okay, sure. Whatever. Um, I'll sacrifice everything else in my calendar for you. So, yeah, you have to look at your calendar and then give them times. That's another, you know, strategy if you're a realtor or a business owner, you know, really giving people the times, not not letting them tell you what time they're available, but instead saying, you know, okay, I have 2 p.m. or 4 p.m., which works better, and kind of giving them two or three options so that then they feel they have to choose that. That works really well. Key to that, though, is to look at your schedule before you offer the times. <laughs> um, and then... You know, when, yeah, again, when you move something, you've got to replace it. And that works really well if you're, if you're committed to it. So you, you know, if you have lead generation time blocked and you book a listing appointment, well, then you better move it somewhere else. The, the other thing that comes up is it's one thing if you're getting an appointment, right? At least that's, um, that's why you're lead generating. At least there's an end result with that. But sometimes other things get scheduled for you like inspections, a closing, which is great. That's payday, but it's also not a dollar producing activity. So we're all in business. We have to make money. We have to be able to pay staff. We've got to be able to you know, pay the bills to stay open. So closing isn't a lead generating activity um, or dollar producing activity. So that'll get scheduled by someone else um, or like even the title company. Today, I saw somebody scheduled it during our time block on Wednesday. Yep. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to miss script practice on Wednesday because now it's too late to reschedule that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to be at my closings. Some people. And Kayla, you must, that must happen to you because you're at the mercy of all of that. So when that somebody says you, you really have no control over whether, because you're not actually setting appointments for yourself. It's just when stuff comes across your desk and it's like, we need this today that your whole day gets derailed yeah i mean i've learned over my times when it when it comes to tasks that are needing to be done i've learned to ask which more which is more of a priority Mm. um i think it's a an internal thing of me where i go into a slight frenzy when another thing is asked of me and i want it to get done especially when the word asap is given to me it makes me feel like it was supposed to be done yesterday are you the type of person but that's what i expect you have to get you have to get get it off your plate right then when it's on there you can't let it even like let's say that uh you you had gotten a task but uh it didn't have to be finished until friday can you sit there and let it sit there until friday without an issue or are you the kind of person who's like i got to get that rid of that right now that depends on how exciting the task is (laughs) because there's things that i like to do like spreadsheets or uh, organization type things <laughs> that I I can wait for it to be done by right. Friday, but I, in reality, I would really like to do it now rather than doing okay. follow-up calls or emails, <laughs> but that's a personal thing, right? but I can still wait. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I, I know what Pat's is. Pat, if Pat gets something... He like, gets it right, right out. He's like, oh, I got to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, I, so I want the ledger to be clean at all times. I think I'm more of a look at mine. I think I'm more of a procrastinator. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I think I would rather do um, fun activities, though. So, well, you're more of the visionary. Well, what happens is is that when you procrastinate stuff, things like that, and then the phone call comes in and somebody wants you to do something, and you have to drop what you're doing and go do that, then you've 
already missed your window to be able to get. And then that's how you get behind. Well, I try to keep my ledger clean so that in case something does happen and it's and I, somebody needs something right away that I'm not bogged down with well, stuff that I've kind of put off. And we appreciate that because he's You're kind welcome. of on call for us at all of our graphic design or photography needs. So right. we appreciate you. Uh-huh. And they always look great. Thank you. Um, but you know what that reminds me though? I am a procrastinator in a sense, but I think what that comes down to is another strategy, which works really well for me is batching things. Let's uh, so- hold on. Let's real quick. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about batching oh. things. Time batching. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So we were going to talk about some batching time, super exciting stuff, Yeah. but seriously, we were talking, I do think I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but that's just because I like to do something all at once. So one thing that worked really well that we've done over the last probably two years is have our team meetings and one-on-ones all at the same time. And same, like Same day, you mean? Same day. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Everybody talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's really helpful though, because then I, I really can focus on, you know, the coaching development of the team during those few hours that one day and then batching, you know, lead generation times at other times so that once you get warmed up, then you can keep going. Like the first time that I called for sale by owners, as nerve wracking as that was, once I made a few calls, it was fine. Sure. You get in a rhythm. So it was easy to spend a couple hours doing that and, because I'm in a rhythm, right? So it's procrastinating stuff that that's just not what I'm trying to do right now. It's not that I'm just lazy or something. Right. I just, I know that I'm not on point to do that. And sometimes I'll just get in a mood where I want to write content and I'll, you know, sit on the back porch and I'll work on that or I'll be in the mood to work on uh, budgets. I am super We're excited. Nerd. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'll, I'll work on that one thing for like two or three hours at a time. So I think time batching is probably the best strategy if you can plan out your week and at least give yourself some time slots for the bigger priorities, right? Whatever that might be for your business, because, you know, maybe somebody's listening that's not a realtor. So whatever your priorities are, making sure that you have enough time in the week batched out. And then, of course, everybody always says you should do the most uncomfortable stuff first thing in the morning. Eat the frog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a book. I've never actually read that book. Me neither. I just know the statement. Put it but on I the list. Think yeah, I think it's a pretty short, easy read, um, but I'm pretty sure the entire book is just about doing the painful things first, yeah. <laughs> which we know and yeah. we try to do. Yeah. I do my TC items first. You do your lead gen first. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what I've, what I've found effective besides batching and then block, blocking, time blocking is actually blocking your calendar out. So allowing time for things that might come up even. So um, one of the one class I attended like two years ago called Master Time and Money um, was about, you know, really utilizing your time to be the most efficient person. And so we talked about time batching and time blocking. And blocking is just really literally mapping out what is your weekly schedule going to look like, batching the important things, and then actually leaving what they call white space for other things that are going to come up because that's going to happen. Our business is crazy. We might get a call tomorrow for something that we've got to jump on. Um, You know, inspections might go bad and all of a sudden I'm having to deal with that. 
So leaving space in your calendar for those unexpected things and then sticking to that block of time to deal with those instead of allowing it to completely derail your day. Right. And you've got to have the, um, you have to have the thought and the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to have, like, you have to be able to, when you put that in your schedule, not allow yourself the discipline, have the discipline to not allow that to get disrailed, derailed. Yes. That's the, that's like the key to it. That's the hard part. Right. So it's like, this is scheduled for this time and I will not, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm not going to let something else throw my whole day off because of this. I feel like I've gotten so much better over the years. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. At allowing, you know, there's never actually a life threatening emergency in real estate. So even if it feels like it's an emergency, it's probably not. And just, I've gotten better at allowing that to sit and know that what my job is, is to do whatever is on my calendar at that moment. And then to deal with that during the time block that was set aside for it. That's how I become the best agent for that client who Mm -hmm. needs me is actually taking a moment, finishing what I was supposed to be doing and then moving on to that next thing so that I can really focus on that and do it right. And, um, somebody said something years ago and it stuck with me that you know if you just pause and give things a moment that seem like they're on fire by the time you get to them they will have resolved themselves and i find that to be very true because again it's not they're not emergencies and it took a really it did take literally years to kind of and and once that decision conclusion was made it was so obvious when i think we were sitting on the back porch and we were talking about none of this stuff is so urgent that it needs to be decided right this second. Yeah. Nothing. Like if you're a surgeon, then that happens where it's like, where it's, it's life and death and it's, it's needs to be decided right this minute, what's going to happen. But in real estate, there's one of the reasons is because there's so many people involved because you're a relay for your seller or for your buyer. And then there's another agent who's a relay for their seller and buyer. And then maybe we're talking about an inspection or something like that. And there's another person involved. So by the time that chain of communication, there is that it's not instantaneous. That could take an entire day for one thing to get relayed all the way across the line. So to throw your hands up and run out and say, I need to make this decision right now and drop everything I'm doing. You're really just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Kayla is working on the TC side of things. So that's where you feel that pressure the most. That's transaction coordination. Oh, yes. Sorry. And I can I can sense that you're you're training me here by not (laughs) responding to my questions or my messages when I have those fire moments. And you're not wrong. They they tend to resolve themselves or I get the answer. It just falls on my table. Yeah. I'm not trying to ignore you, but no, you're just (laughs) you're training me and it's more than appreciated. Well, because I literally messaged you today during what I knew was a time block for and you. I and I said, you. I said, do not respond to me, Kayla. But I did. I know you're in your time block and you did. And then I was really disappointed in you. <laughs> I will own that. I'm sorry. I will own it well, and I will do better. So like we said, though, it takes discipline mm-hmm. and you have to make those those choices every single day until they become a habit. And not to harp on the one thing, but I really the the website and the book and the podcast really gives us so many tools to use 
no matter what field you're in. And one of the things that is really effective in building a habit like that or whatever habit you're looking to build is the 66-day challenge. So they say that it takes 66 days. Well, there's lots of different studies. Some say 21 days, some say 30, but um, the 66-day challenge to build a habit. So you just pick whatever that might be, and then every day you mark off the calendar. And it's really effective. You've done that a few times for different Mm -hmm. things, personal things and work things, right? Yeah. And it gives, I mean, for me, it gives me some satisfaction to cross through the calendar. So if you're, if you like checking things off, if you like that, that's a really good accountability tool is to like put it on your fridge and every single evening go through. And if the habit is to keep to your schedule, to keep to the time blocks, then just every single day, look back and say, I did it. Great. So let me ask you this. So you, you say, you do a mixture of the batching and of the, what was the other one called? Time blocking. The time blocking. So you have your calendar and everything is set up on your calendar and it's color coded. You have little sections of each day that are basically the same every week with, uh, with things that you do. And that I know what your schedule is and your week is full, totally mm-hmm. full. Mm-hmm. And you may have one or two white spaces in there where you can write in something where if something comes up, oh, well, let's do that. So we added this podcast. That's another thing that was added to it. And now we added a whole other lever of open house, or I'm, I'm sorry, of uh, Fizbo's. Yeah. So how do you take a calendar that's full and create space on it for this? Well, one of the things my coach told me to do was to just keep taking things that were no longer my job. <laughs> And stop, and stop doing them. Mm-hmm. So I've tried really hard to um, to to do that and just keep handing stuff to Kayla when it's no longer on my job description. And how do you how, how do you decide? Like, do you have a list of all the things that you're responsible for, and then start checking, crossing them off? Or? Is Kayla gonna mess us up? Mm, <laughs> we'll see. Well, no, I never. Kayla never messes no, anything no, up. No. Um, Yes. So, you know, I do. I think job description and job duties, it's really important if you're going to have leverage that those are outlined really clearly and then stick to those, which I think we haven't we in the past. We haven't done that well, you know, like I'll I'll be intersecting, you know, not interjecting, I should say, not intersecting um, into, you know, transaction coordination and be like, oh, I got this. Let me just handle this. Because sometimes it feels like it would just be easier, especially when somebody is new. Now Kayla's been here for two and a half years. So I'm like, you know what? You got this. And I'm not even going to think about it anymore. And so I'm getting better and better of just letting go. Mm. And that has actually freed up some space on the calendar because I don't need to dedicate as much time to those like little issues throughout the day. So this probably happened to you quite a few years ago the first time. And that's when you said, I need to... I, I am, my week is full. I can't do any more than I'm doing. So I have to hire. Yeah. Didn't a, we just see assistant. on uh, Facebook, a memory? What was that oh. like? 2014? Like six years ago. Yeah. It yeah. Six, it was six, six years ago. Six years ago. I was looking for my first part-time assistant. I was looking for somebody to work 20 hours a week just to help right. pick up the slack. And um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty proud that we're yeah where we are now. So, We've been going here for um, about 30 minutes, but I think we're still a lot more to talk about with this. Oh, so you could let's, go on for days about time well, management. 
Yeah. Is this our premiere <laughs> hour session? No, but <laughs> w- w- I think what we'll do is we'll break, we can keep going, but we'll break this up into two episodes. Okay. So, so check back uh, next week for more on time management then. Yeah. We're going to fade out here. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes. You know, it helps uh, for people to find us. And uh, you can send questions, stories, or anything like that to our website on seekingthebest.com. There's a link on the um, contact us site page that will send you to our podcast page where you can record your voice and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know uh, if if you have any ideas or show topics that you want us to do or anything like that. And um, you can always tweet us at seek the best pod and for Kat Kayla and myself, thanks for listening and we will figure this all out next week. Bye. Adios. This has been a Think Live Be production.